Hello and welcome to the EG Property Podcast with me, EG Editor Sam McClary. This episode of the podcast is a follow-up to a conversation I shared with three amazing women from real estate just days before they were set to head off on Padel 2021, a three-day charity bike ride for women in the sector organised by the spectacular team at Club Peloton that raises money for a number of charities, including principal charity Quorum. In this episode, I'm joined again by Abson Young's Emma Turnbull, infamous now for semi-volunteering to sit on front of, at the front of the peloton. I jest a little bit, but kudos to Emma, she was up front a lot. Seagrove's Annabelle Freeman, always impeccably dressed on and off the bike, joins me too. She was another front-of-pack rider. And Sinead Connolly, founder of engineering company SimpleWorks, designer of the very cool Padel Journeys and a Padel ride captain joins in for this conversation too. All three were superstars on the ride and I know that because I was there and all three joined me today to look back on the padel that will become known as the glamping one. Uh, They're going to share what the ride meant to them, what it means more widely for women in the built environment and how important the fundraising the event does is to charities like Corum. With that in mind I must say a big thanks to the ride's corporate supporters, Avison Young, City Grove, DP9, Forsters, Knight Frank, and Legal and General Investment Management. Thank you for your support. Just a little word of warning before you all listen today. The sound quality is a little bit patchy at times with a little bit of feedback and a bit of echo. Um, but I do guarantee you the listen is worth it. And hey, we had to struggle up a lot of those Cumbrian hills. So what's a little bit of extra concentration for you? Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very, very, very special edition of the EG Property Podcast. It is the post-Padel podcast, if you want to do all the Ps. Uh, And I am joined by three of my wonderful fellow riders on uh, this year's event, which was something a little bit different. It brought Padel back home. And I think, uh, and I will ask one uh, panellist uh, very shortly this question, I think taught, taught us all a few lessons um, about about riding and about each other. Um, so I am joined on this podcast um, by Sinead, Annabelle and Emma. And Emma actually was on our pre-Padel podcast, All the Peds Again. Uh, and it was your first time, wasn't it, doing Padel? And you were you know, mildly nervous, but not overly nervous. I'm not going to use the word cocky, but no, I just I was, yeah. I was about to say, uh, you could say mildly confident about uh, my level of fitness, but I shan't learned on arrival that it's better to be modest. <laughs> there were quite a few modest people on the on the trip, um, so yes, I was mildly confident, which 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 was which was fine. Although I did struggle, I have to say, on the first day. Uh, with 100 miles and it was 10,000 feet but I redeemed myself on days two and three so (laughs) you made it happy and confident I guess that is and um, Annabelle and Sinead you've done the ride before but that is one of the uh, misconceptions that people have with the Padel don't they they think hey it's an easy easy ride for all these women in real estate to get together and drink drink wine um, or beer or whatever uh, and it's not is it it's actually quite quite a challenge and and this year certain certainly was Sinead how did how did you find the ride 
I mean, I think the first day in terms of distance and climbing was uh, audacious. Um, I think the organizers really put a challenge to us. Uh, it was amazing. Everybody did amazingly. Like Emma, I was with you for some of the struggle and your problem was that you were cycling too fast, actually. <laughs> um, and I think for anybody, 170K and 3000 meters of climbing is hard, you know, whether you're man, woman or dog. Um, and then to go out and ride two and three days after that, it was always going to be tricky. The fact then that you're holding conversations the whole way around uh, can be extra tiring for people. But it was amazing. And like the best part of Padel is seeing women come together and achieve something really hard together. And what makes it harder is that there's people like Annabelle uh, at the front of the pack pushing the pace. Um, and that there's always women in the group who were unbelievably strong. So it's never going to just be easy for anybody. You know, even when the group split, the women are pushing each other, um, inspiring each other, I think. And there's no easy miles, not really. Like the downhill after the struggle was amazing. But even the people that I was with, we were pushing, you know. Um, so it's just, it's not an easy event, but it's an amazing event. Absolutely. Annabelle? Your fault, making it harder. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think also the, the mental challenges, like, yes, day one was really hard, um, especially the struggle. That was, you know, something else. Um, but day two, I found harder, like the mental challenge of getting up, even though it was the shortest day, it was, you know, 110 kilometres the mental challenge of comparing that to what we've done the day before you know there's less elevation oh but it's you know the second day after a long day in the saddle and you've got to deal with you know those issues but in your head you think it's going to be a shorter day it's going to be easier but I think we spent you know almost just as much time out um you know away from where we were staying um even though we cycled less um just to kind of keep everyone together and you know by the end of the day the morale was really high because you're going into that final day and you know that the end is in sight but the beginning of day two I found really hard from a like a mental challenge perspective and it's it's important isn't it that we have we do have the struggle not just the hill that is the struggle but the struggle of getting back on the bike being able to have those conversations being able to support each other and you know yes this is an event to bring women together and to to showcase maybe to the rest of the real estate industry that hey there's quite a lot of us out there so and look, look how visible we are and uh, how awesome we are but it's also you know it has a very serious um side to it as well we are there to raise as much money as we can for um, the various charities that Club Peloton supports and the chief among them being Quorum and there is a a charity that helps kids through their own struggles and if if we can take on a bit of that that pain to raise money for them then then all all the better and so I'd love to hear a little bit from from you and Emma maybe you can start us off with this about how important it was for you to be able to be working hard on that bike to to help kids find their forever homes find a, a, a less and to struggle less through life i suppose yeah i think it was it was it was um hugely helpful to have uh jazz on on the trip as well to to keep us going and that was the constant reminder that 
this was Club Peloton and Corum. So I think, and she did keep giving us the gentle nudge about, um, you know, what, what, why we were all doing it. So yeah, I think I think the collectively the fact that we can pull together and you know, donate or, or or allow Club Peloton to give a grant so substantial. I think. Did you say we're up to thirty-eight thousand? Thirty-eight thousand four hundred forty-two. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean that's 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 a massive achievement for a group of women in in real estate, and it might be that you know individuals might not have raised uh, quite as much. Um, some will have done it collectively, but but collectively as a group, I mean forty thousand. That you know, as Jazz said, that makes an incredible difference to so many people. And I think I've said it before. You know, I don't like to say it, but. But I think most of us have probably got fairly privileged lives. Um, you know, we all have issues and, and, and things to deal with. But on the whole, I think as, as you know, I, I don't know people's circumstances, but generally um, the fact that we can do that to help people who are less fortunate, then uh, it's really fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. And Sinead, you like to ride a bike anyway, but does is this extra special to you for not only for raising money for for Corum, but you're one of the ride captains as as well yeah i mean i think emma said it pretty well there that um being able to raise money for people less fortunate than us from a privileged position and to be honest being extra privileged to spend three days on our bikes doing so um you know padel is such a treat to be honest it's hard it's definitely hard but it is um, one of my favourite things to do. I've only done it twice, but even after the first time I did it, I was so inspired. And to come back as ride captain this year was amazing. Um, just being able to help, you know, um, step in and help more women. I think, though, even when you're not ride captain, uh, the stronger cyclists always step in and help the weaker. And then, to be honest, even some of the women who maybe not be the strongest cyclists have taught me so much just from sitting and talking to them you know sometimes you're going up a slow hill and you're just chatting to people trying to keep their mind off the pain in their legs and some of the stuff that I've learned from some of the women on this ride is just unbelievable so it works both ways you know I'm so you know privileged and happy to be helping uh, people cycle far distances because as you said I do a lot of cycling and um, so it's that's an easy thing for me to do is to help people physically but then for people to have such open and honest conversations with me back as a kind of relatively young um, engineer and business owner, I've just learned so much from women on Padel. So they've helped me more than I've helped anyone else, I think. That's a great message. Oh. Annabelle, how about for you? Um, I think going into Padel, um, a lot of people, I'm like Sinead, I've, I've cycled a lot uh, this year. Um, and a lot of people kind of internally maybe have the perception that pedal is, you know, easy, you know, oh, you went to Italy last time. Oh, you know, you came back with a tan, you, you drank loads of wine. Um, and yes, there is that element to it. Um, but coming back from pedal this time, and I think people who, you know, follow me on Strava and uh, I did a lot of kind of social posts to help Kate out um, when we were there. I think people really got to see um, how how difficult it was and how there it you know it's not just about my experience as Sinead says you're having a, it's a collective experience and everyone's on different levels at different times even you know the, the strongest riders go through low points um, and it's about ev everyone in the group balancing each other out 
Um, and I think lots of people did see that. And I've, you know, written a blog internally um, to kind of try and show people that it, what I went through on Pedal was not just, uh, you know, a classic jolly. It's three day, three days of. Um, uh, it, it's just really three really intense days. Um, but you know, I, w- I wouldn't have changed them for for the world. Um, and we come away um, from it stronger as a, a collective and stronger as uh, women in real estate. And, and let's talk about that collective because we're all part of a um, a big a big and growing WhatsApp group and a and a network. You know, Padel has, I think, when I was talking to to Jen on the right, so Jen Ross, one of the founders of Padel, she she said she thinks three hundred women um, collectively have done done a Padel, which is ph- phenomenal. And there are so many um, different contacts and and. Um, friendships as well that have been made through that and Sinead you were talking about you know sort of lessons that that you've learned from women on the ride for for, for you as a business owner as a as a, as a young engineer would do you think the that you are gaining more from being part of the network um and you know what would your advice to others who are maybe starting out in real estate as a as a young woman in real estate and um you know is this something they should look into I think definitely because, um, like, I'm 33 now. I started my first engineering job when I was 23, and I spent my early 20s trying to conform to this, you know, male-dominated industry and not realizing the power of female relationships. I very much was embracing this kind of tomboy side of myself, um, you know, fitting in, being one of the lads. And it was only in my late 20s when I to be honest, was just sat beside a woman at work, that I realized the power of just talking to a woman at work, the power of being able to go to a senior woman and ask her her advice because you have shared experiences. And the first time that I went to Padel in Tuscany, spending five days with 50, 60 women, talking about work, talking about our shared experiences, having people say, oh, why don't you talk to this person? Have you considered thinking about it this way or doing this? It's so unbelievably powerful. It made me angry at all the time that I wasted not being myself, but it really, really empowered me to tap into the female side of myself, to be just who I am, you know, come as I am and be accepted by all these strong women, a lot of them in senior leadership positions, and, you know, not have anyone say, don't be so emotional, you know, oh, why did you think about it that way? you know, you need to be more aggressive, which actually isn't a problem that I have. I should be less aggressive, but um, it just taught me so much. And I think it's so just empowering. And if there are any young women in real estate listening who feel like maybe they're conforming or feel like maybe they would like to speak to a woman who's gone through it before, then I would say get in touch, reach out. even if it's just a cold email to somebody, because you'll feel better for it, definitely. Absolutely, Emma. Any thoughts from you on that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd um, I'd agree with the, the. Obviously, we do all still work in a very male-dominated profession, and I'm um, uh, a fair bit older even than Sinead <laughs> at 33. So I think, and I, I and I think I've mentioned previously, I'm I'm from outside London, so I'm in the northeast, and I think there's even fewer. There, there is a women in property collaboration, but it's it's there's there's a lot less of it. So I probably still just 
uh, you know, stick in with 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 the male. I'm the only senior woman in in our office. Um, I work in isolation in what I do, so I've just become used to it. But I did find it. I was blown away by the strength of character of of so many of the women on Padel. I, I haven't come across that kind of um, strength and people being themselves and. You know, Annabelle, you you were just incredible. I think you said you're 26 and you've achieved so much at such a young age. And and yeah, I, I was I was really you know I took a lot from that. And I really thrived on mixing and learning from people who are younger than me. Is so that? I haven't answered your question, but it gives. No, <laughs> no, you have because I think that goes to the whole the whole point of the Padel that it's entirely entirely inclusive, apart from for the boys. But one day. We might we might let them them in, but it is a network of women of different ages from different sectors of the built environment that come together for two. I was going to say a single purpose, but two per pie is that a word? But you know, to ride their bikes and also to to do some some good and and to feed off each other and learn from each other. And what is there's nothing better than that in 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 my humble opinion. Um, which will lead me to uh, some highlights and lowlights of um, our three days in in Cumbria for for each of you, uh, Annabelle. Let's start with let's start with the lowlight. Where did you get to for a dark moment? I think the final 500 meters of the struggle, where it kicked up to like 24 percent, and it had already been going on for so so long. And I felt like I'd cycled so much and we were so close to lunch, but you knew that you just had to get over, you know, Kirkstone Pass in order to get there. So I'd say the low light was where I got to on my own, knowing that I was chasing someone else up a mountain um, and just, you know, that kind of internal physical sickness that you have. And you're like, I can keep going. I can keep going. And I was just like screaming at myself out loud. And all these people watching me come up, um, Kirkstone Pass are probably thinking I'm absolutely batty. Um, so that was my low light, yeah. But no actual vomit? No, no actual vomit, no. Okay. So it could have been lower, could have been lower. <laughs> it could have been lower, yeah. <laughs> and the, hi the highlight? Um, the inspiring um, people who I had the pleasure to spend three days riding with whether they were over double my age or whether they were um, people I'd ridden with before um, in Tuscany um, or whether they were you know completely new faces just the the range of um, wonderful inspiring human beings on the trip. Fantastic thank you Emma low light. <laughs> well, uh, I don't have to think too hard about that one I don't think I think again it was the struggle um, Sinead was alongside me. I quit very early on on the struggle and mortified really because as I had already said I consider myself a fit and fairly reasonable cyclist so <laughs> mentally I just had a mental issue and thought well I can't do it and, and got off <laughs> very quickly and got back on, got off, got back on, got off. So yeah I was a little bit cross with myself but on that day, I didn't have it, so that was it. Um, I think I wore the the um, my cleats out walking up, uh, but yeah, not too disappointed, and, and didn't beat myself up about it because we have to be resilient, and you know there might be another day when I will achieve it. Um, 
So I guess that was a fairly low point, but not, uh, yeah, not 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 beating myself up about it and not feeling too um, despondent. And the high point, well, where do I start? It was just, I was beaming for days after. Just, it, it was just such an uplifting experience for so many reasons. Um, the company, the cycling, the the weather, the views were spectacular. Um, the, the people we were with, the conversations, just I just couldn't fault it. I absolutely thrived on it. And I've gone back to Roz in the hope that it sounds like we'll sponsor again. And hopefully I can bring and encourage some more people from Avis and Young to do it as well. Brilliant. Well, that's great news. That um, let's just well, let's make it official. Sponsoring again. Uh, well done, Roz, for signing the cheque. Uh, Brilliant. Excellent. We'll see you there. <laughs> and I'm championing, I'm championing levelling up a bit. Let's get some more people from north of Bristol, I think, is the furthest north. That's um, Nicola. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sinead, I'm going to start, I'm going to start with a highlight from you and then um, you can you can bring us back down with the low light. Um, I think like the others, the highlight is the all-encompassing experience and I think uh, I was sat in the hot tub on the second night with Emma and she asked me, I, th- I, can't, I can't remember how you worded Emma, but it was kind of like, uh, you know, do you find it all a bit slow paced or, you know, like how, you know, if you do a lot of cycling, is it boring? Just as a question. And I said, yeah, frustrating, no. I think I said, yeah. I said, absolutely not. Like, I love every second of being in this group and whether that's me being tired you know, because you get tired, but knowing that there's people around you, so you can like tell them you're tired and they'll tell you that you're great. And if someone else tells me they're tired, I'll tell them that they're great. Um, And just that, it's the experience. The whole thing was amazing. Also the fact that it didn't rain. We got so unbelievably lucky. Because if anybody doesn't know, we were glamping. We were intense. They were gorgeous, but we were intense. And it didn't rain until 10 p.m. on the last night. So if it had rained, it would have been a very, very different experience. <laughs> Many more lowlights. Um, yeah, what is your lowlight? My lowlight, yes, was um, there was Cumberland sausages and mash for dinner on the second night. And the vegetarian option was ratatouille. And that was very, very disappointing not to have veggie sausages and mash. That is it. I was sitting with Sinead at the time when we were told what it was, and I saw the disappointment. <laughs> it was devastating, to be honest. So there was the note to the chef next year. <laughs> now, now I missed that that dinner, but I was told that um, around Cumbria, those um, curly sausages have a very special name, <laughs> and they're called growlers. Which um, is wrong on so many different levels. Um, which well, I wanted, I wanted a vegan growler. That's what I wanted. <laughs> um, take note, Club Peloton, for, for next year, next summer, um, that there needs to be vegan growlers uh, supplied, especially for Sinead. Um, and How was your highlight? Uh, well, well my, uh, much like all of you, it is my favourite event of, of the year. It brings me such joy and um, makes me feel worthwhile, actually, um, because you get to, you know, I'm always at, I'm always at the back. 
sometimes by design because I can't be at the front uh, because I will have my proverbial handed to me. Um, so I, I sit at the back, but I sit there because I love to help people out. And the greatest satisfaction for me is sitting and riding a hill with someone who says I can't and they do. And there is nothing, nothing better than than that feeling for them, but especially, especially for me, it's quite it's selfish of me, I suppose, but I absolutely, absolutely love it. The low light, of course, is um, uh, cycling into the to the finish line, um, yelling oh. gravel at everyone and um, falling off straight away, uh, oh. and then having fellow ride captain Sarah Carey from Enfield just laugh at me um, <laughs> and ripping my jacket but it's you know my bike is okay so it's it's not not too low but it is such a wonderful event and I guess here comes the advert for anyone who um, should be looking to take part next year what would your what would you say to anyone who's umming and ahhing or doesn't know if they could ride a bike for 100 miles or 100k a day for, for three days? Annabelle. Come and, come and ride with us. Come and, come and do um, a, a chat lap or a training ride, um, which are always so nice and friendly, especially if they're just like, you know, come down to Regent's Park and we can go and grab a coffee and have good food because you know that's part of the pedal experience is all the stops that you do for food and coffee and um, all of that nice stuff um, so yeah get in contact with anyone um, who does already ride and get out on a bike with them and just you know dip your toe in and see how you feel about it. Thank you Emma your message. Uh, well I have to say I was I was quite surprised on the first night when chatting to people uh, that how little cycling some of them had done. And obviously, I, I do consider myself a cyclist, so I was aware of what I'd taken on and I knew what the struggle was. And I knew what 10,000 feet, sorry, I'm talking feet, it must be an age thing, but <laughs> 3,000 metres, 10,000 feet. I was aware, you know, exactly what that entailed plus another two days, whereas I, I think perhaps ignorance is bliss, but I tell you what, those girls got on and did it, and they kept going, and it was down, I am inspired by you and how supportive you are, and I think I, think I can learn a lot from 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 you that, that support other people, and, and it's not all about you, I'm still in that phase <laughs> where it's fairly a lot about me, I'm afraid. But but I would like to to learn, um, and on occasion I can be supported. But I think yeah, too often it's just about me. So yeah, um, do come and do come and join. Don't be put off. You do you do need to have a level of fitness, um, otherwise you will just come away despondent. You do need to have mental resilience. You do need to have stamina. But yeah, it definitely definitely don't think you can't do it um, just because you, you you're not what you consider to be a good cyclist. And if you need distracting from the ride, just sit next to Emma and she'll, she'll talk to you the entire time. <laughs> I don't know whether to say that as a compliment. <laughs> I would say it's a compliment. Maybe a slightly backhanded one, but it was meant as a compliment. Sinead, what's your pitch to anyone who's thinking about Padel next year, the year after, forevermore? So I think for anybody who maybe isn't a cyclist or hasn't done very much cycling, uh, Hannah Pell and Emma have already said, 
are all really good points. You know, some people have just picked up cycling a few months before and, you know, if you want to do it, the support is there and you can get through anything. And to anybody else, just do it. It will be the best thing that you do in 2022 and you will just come away feeling so much more self-belief and inspired by what a group of women can do. And you probably don't even know that you need that, but you do. Just one quick shout out to uh, Club Peloton because they were phenomenal in the organisation. And I, th- I think chatting to Megan, it took an, an awful lot of organisation to do it in the UK. And it was a totally different um, environment that we were in. Usually we're in hotels. So yeah, shout out to them because it went really smoothly. Everyone was just so slick and helped us to thoroughly enjoy the event. They are the pros. And no one mentioned Meg's uh, wake-up calls as their low light, but um, we all should have done. That's because we love Meg. We do love Meg and Club Peloton and everyone on the Padel. Annabelle, Sinead, Emma, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you in June 2022 when the Padel will be back and we will be overseas again. If anyone's been inspired by this chat, um, please do head to the Padel fundraising page. It's on Just Giving. Just put in Padel 2021 fundraising and you'll see it. And please help us get to over £40,000 for Cora It will make a huge difference. And a lot of us suffered uh, um, for it. Um, we did have a lovely time. We did learn lots, but we did suffer too. So please do help us out by giving a little bit of money to Corum and the other Club Peloton charities. <laughs>